0: I'm shedding so bad. I just been sitting here holding. I'm away. shedding really bad. Too. Holding, I think it's a spring shed. Oh, maybe because with lashes, that's how it is too. Yesterday, I was messaging Kara and I was like, "You should feel my oh, hair yeah. tomorrow because it feels weird." Although I put a bunch of coconut oil and stuff on she it yesterday. today and set for like an hour. Um, okay, hey, hey. this hey. is the witches' magic, murder, and mystery podcast. podcast. My uh, name's Kara. <laughs> hello my name is megan nice oh, to meet you hello megan hello How hello i hear we're gonna listen to a true crime story today we sure are great um, <laughs> this i have been researching for a while and i could tell it was gonna be like a bigger one a doozy and so i stopped because i needed a break from it i don't blame you but now it's turned out to be a two-parter you found more which i didn't anticipate yes that's fine so I'm going to release the first part today, as always. If you're on the Patreon, it should also be up today. And then the second part for everybody who's not on the Patreon, um, we'll release that Monday or Tuesday or something. So it'll come. It just won't be as fast, but the Patreon people, um, my goal is to have it to you so you can listen to it right after you listen we'll to this just one. Just dive right so in. I will hopefully release them both to both to you guys <laughs> at the same time. Mm hmm. I'm doing well at speaking as always. <laughs> Today's rough. Today is verbally w- rough. Today's is- <laughs> been a rough day. Kara just re- speaking at the Patreon, just recorded her Patreon episode, and it was, I hated every part of it <laughs> except I love Kara. <laughs> I do love you. <laughs> okay. I promise I'm not a cannibal. I am. <laughs> well, I'm glad we've finally had that talk. Here we are. It's one of those things I've I'm going to go ahead about. and let you all know. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to speak more quietly because I'm always so much louder than Kara. But also, what I noticed in the Patreon is Megan like eats the microphone when she's telling I just story. get Excited, and I lean forward because I'm excited. Plus, I'm I get loud. You're too excitable. I get loud when I get excited. But now, what I noticed in the Patreon was like I'm more subdued because yes. I'm just like, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's. Here's how an adult would respond to that. They would not be loud. They would not shriek. Okay, no. Yeah, I, don't, I can't. So I'm sorry, guys. If I get loud, I can't help Yeah, you. we get excited. Okay. Excited. 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 So this is a murder story. Okay. And it relates to a story that I have told you guys before. <sighs> yeah. All right. So now okay. we're going to 1984. Mm-hmm. You weren't born yet. I probably wasn't even thought at the moment. Huh. I was born. Um, it was the 80s. I was 5, 4, something like that. Um, I don't know why I always do that, but I'm like, where, where were we when this Where happened? were we? How do we make this about us? Yeah. <laughs> In the summer of 1984, 20-year-old Elizabeth Hasem mm-hmm. met 18-year-old Jens Saaring. Listen, I looked up his first name how to say it. I didn't did look it? up the second because it's like I can only do so much. <laughs> that was a bit distracting. <laughs> at an orientation thing at the University of Virginia. Okay. Listen, Elizabeth, as I said, she's 20 right now, Uh but there is so much background information to give you about her, of what happens before this point when she ends up at the University of Virginia. So, let's go. Ready? Let's jump in. So, Elizabeth Roxanne (gasps) Haysum was a Canadian citizen. long name to spell as a child. Oh, man. So many letters. Yeah. And she was the child of Derek and Nancy Haysum. Um, although both Derek and Nancy had children of their own when they met Elizabeth is their only child together family Mm -hmm. Derek was a still executive and Nancy was an artist they seemed to live a pretty average uh, mm -mm, above average I think they were pretty wealthy from what I could tell Elizabeth had attended boarding schools in Switzerland and in England wow she was also incredibly smart. like that. And her parents had hoped that she would follow in her father's footsteps and become an engineer. Hmm. So in what was supposed to be her last year of high school at England's, there's so many words I was like, I'll look that up. No. Wycombe. Wycombe. It's W-Y-C-O-M-B-E. Wycombe, Allie? Yeah. Abby. She was enrolled in some really high level math and science classes. Ooh. The thing is, Elizabeth didn't actually want to be an engineer. Oh, she didn't like it. Her parents just had all these hopes for her, and she kind of resented it. And I, oh. from what I read, it seemed like her parents had sort of enrolled her in these classes. Yeah, so she just went along with it. Yeah, so her grades suffered, and she ended up having to attend high school for an extra year. Oh, in that last year of high school, she started experimenting with drugs and exploring mm-hmm. her sexuality. I mean, she's what eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah. That's kind of yeah, normal. Recreationally. It was 1983 and the homosexuality, um, not the homosexuality, but and homosexuality was just barely starting to be accepted. Right. In Europe. Yeah. um, I mean, Europe in general is a little, I think, more progressive mm-hmm. in a lot of ways than we are, oh, especially yeah. when it comes to that kind of thing. But um, even over there, it was a little bit like, hmm. but it was definitely against the rules at Wycombe Alley, or whatever <laughs> that school is. And she ended up getting kicked out of school. What? Yeah. So this threw everything into a tailspin. Her dream school had been Trinity College, but now that she'd been expelled, that wasn't going to happen. Oh. On top of that, her girlfriend didn't get into Oxford as she had planned. So the two of them are both Ooh-hoo. like, Ugh, all these plans we had for ourselves are gone. Yeah. So we're just going to go wild. Ooh. So from July to October of 1983, Elizabeth and her girlfriend traveled through england france italy and germany oh my gosh they took odd jobs stole food slept in strangers homes sold their blood and did sex work to survive oh my so gosh basically anything they could think of they did it all- yeah they were just sort of scrapping a life tear. yeah but by october they were exhausted and completely broke and they just didn't want to do this anymore. They were like, you know what? We have we've yeah, and now we're tired. Yeah, we would rather have like consistent it's Miley, Miley right Cyrus, red cups and sweaty bodies everywhere. Hundred percent, hands in the air. We don't care. They came in like a wrecking ball. Had so much fun. We so they went something about going home. Now. To... <laughs> <laughs> they went to the British consulate and they asked for train tickets back to Britain. I haven't even started with the true crime part of this, you guys. This is just it's like just her mild. life. Elizabeth gets back to Britain. Now, r- remember, her parents knew she got expelled, but then she's, like, off wherever. Just and they're just, gallivanting like, what in the, the world is happening? Where is towns? our child? So they were exhausted and bewildered and, like, at their wits' end, you yeah. know? Um, and what has happened to our yeah. child? They're like, what happened to this daughter that we had all these yeah. ambitions for? Her dad was offered a job in Virginia, and they decided it would be a good idea to move to Virginia and give everyone a fresh start with oh. the plan of enrolling Elizabeth at the University of Virginia. Okay. Okay. And remember, they were, like, in Canada before, so right. this is a, a huge yeah. move. It's a big move. Yeah. And like I said, that's where 20-year-old Elizabeth met 18-year-old Jens. He doesn't have nearly as wild of a backstory as she does. Um, Jens was also incredibly intelligent. His dad was a German diplomat. Who? Jens had been born in Thailand but moved to the U.S. in 1977. Okay. And he'd attended high school in Atlanta. Oh, well. He had been pretty involved in high school activities because he was going... They were thinking about his future right, college yeah. applications. So he... He didn't go ham? No, 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 no. He was very much more reserved. Okay. He edited the school paper. He acted oh. in school plays. He worked on photography. He played guitar in garage bands. Oh my gosh, I love that. He got some kind of art award, but it didn't say like what. Oh. He took lots of AFI classes. Like all of this was sort of like... They were playing. actually... It sounds like the kid our kids would hang out with. Oh, totally. Yeah. Ella, just overachiever. Yeah. Same he, with they were planning on him going to like a German university. Oh, okay. now, he <laughs> hadn't lived in the germ, in Germany since the seventies and he'd done most of his schooling in the United States. Right. But they were planning on him going back home. Yeah. But then he got accepted to the U- University of Virginia as a Jefferson scholar, which I looked up because every article I read acted like, woo, a Jefferson Jefferson's scholar. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought. <laughs> you simply must meet Thomas. Um, he looked it up. No. I looked it up. He had to Google where he was going. (laughs) It's one of the most highly selective merit scholarships in the United States. Oh. And considered one of the most prestigious scholarships that can be awarded to a high school senior. Oh, my gosh. So his parents were like, yeah, Yeah, you you can just go here. So he had a full scholarship and spending money. Oh, heck. Yeah. 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 So at school, Elizabeth had trouble fitting in. And Jens also apparently had a hard time fitting Uh in. Apparently, he was kind of arrogant and was described as off-putting. Oh, Elizabeth and Jens started spending more and more time together. They realized they had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. For instance, they both felt generally superior to other people. Oh, uh-huh. like how me and you are. Yeah. Right, <laughs> every yeah. day. Yeah. They shared a feeling of disdain for Americans. <laughs> Ugh, Just like scabs. Gross. And neither of them liked their families very much. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a relationship bu- built on lots of happy, positive feelings oh, feelings all oh, the feels but i do understand that if their parents are like forcing them to be high achievers and doing things that things that they're not interested mm-hmm. then yeah they're gonna be unhappy about it but also and they and they come from worlds where they are going to be treated differently because mm-hmm. i mean he's the son of a diplomat right her parents are Half pretty funny. wealthy mm-hmm. you know Yen's told Elizabeth all about his super rich grandmother, oh, his mom's mom. So his dad was apparently super strict and he and his mom didn't get along very well. I mean, the dad and mom didn't get along very well. Oh, okay. His mom had wanted a divorce, but the grandmother refused to give her any money to get the divorce. And it huh? was like, me and my mom are totally entitled to that money. It's our right to have it. <laughs> Elizabeth's stories are always more wild than oh, the ends. So fun. here's another one. That's fun. According to Elizabeth, Uh when she came home um, after being expelled and traveling all around Europe, her mother had forced her to take off all her clothes and pose for photographs. Uh Her mom was an artist, but she said this wasn't the first time she'd been, quote, used by her mother. And when Jens was like, oh, my God, how did you get through that? Elizabeth said, well, I dealt with it by wishing my parents were dead. (laughs) Oh. So. By okay. that winter, the two were officially in love. So, <sighs> just a bond. Yeah. Just unbreakable young bond. love. Elizabeth wrote Jens a letter at that point. There are lots of letters that Please come but only her Please tell me her love spell oh, perfume I'm from Victoria's oh, Secret I was with sprayed it on smells. it. smells. Here's what it said. Okay. I hated my love for you for a long time. There <laughs> is <laughs> I hated myself for discovering vulnerability. But as the weeks passed, I began to understand. I had always believed that I had, that I made men fall in love with me so that I could take out all the hatred I felt for them by humiliating them. I despised their cheap lust and easy passions. And in the end, I made them hate themselves for loving me and the torture I inflicted. I just want to be like, girl, get over yourself. You are not the support. What exactly does she think she is? I would make a man humiliate himself to obtain me. Okay. Then I would give him, oh, my mom's going to listen. I would give him the best lay. Mm-hmm. That's not what she said. He's ever likely to get and then walk out. This is the way she wrote it. This is likely to get. This is my love letter to you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you all the horrible things I've done to other people to make you love me more. But with Jens, it was different, she said. My love for you is so different. I love you. And it may alter in intensity and direction, which I'm like, direction? What does that mean? From time to time. But I will always love you with a part of me which no one else will be able to snatch. It's not, it doesn't seem like a sweet love letter to me. Like, I don't, I'm like, so anyway, then winter break came uh, and they had to go back to their own homes. Now, Elizabeth lived in Virginia, Mm -hmm. but he lived, their home was in Detroit. Okay. So she wrote him more letters. Mm -hmm. Oh, fun. A day of raining loneliness. (gasps) This morning I built my father a desk for his computer. It Mm -hmm. took all morning. I didn't smoke. Ikea. Then I went shopping. I bought cigarettes. I bought other things, too. Like, good Lord. I oh, mean tears! Right. You took the time to write this a letter. Like this texting, is would play by play. Um, he w- this would be like every sentence would be a new text. <laughs> My father fell down. I prayed. He got up. My parents began to drink. My father says that the juniper extract used to flavor gin is a potent poison. Mm-hmm. It causes similar aggression as speed. My mother begins her sixth gin. I pray she'll use the poker on my cold, guiding father. Then Jens wrote her back. Miss you too. (laughs) Were I to meet your parents, I have the ultimate weapon. Strange things are happening within me. I'm turning more and more into a Christ figure, a small imitation anyway, I think. I believe I could either make them completely lose their wits, have heart attacks, or they would become lovers in an agape kind of way of the rest of the world. And Elizabeth wrote to him, My mother went to her hair appointment three days late. My father and I cut down cedars for Christmas presents. Would it be possible to hypnotize my parents, do voodoo on them, will them to death? It seems my concentration on their death is causing them problems. My father nearly drove over a cliff at lunch. He nearly got squashed by a tree when he got home, and he keeps falling over. My mother, parentheses, drunk, fell into the fire. I think I shall seriously take up black magic. We can either wait till we graduate and then leave them behind, or we can get rid of them soon. My mother said today that if some accident befell them, she knew I would become a worthless adventurer. More maternal acumen. I know. Oh, my gosh. So obviously, Jens doesn't like her parents. Like, clearly one, not seen, you know. And being told from her. And then her parents met him one time. Any and most extravagant details? Yes. Like, who cares? She's three, She went for her hair appointment three days late. Why did he need to know that? So her parents met him finally. Like, they all had dinner okay. when they were back to school. And they didn't like him very much. They thought um, he was a little weird. They thought he was a little jumpy. They just didn't. They questioned Because Christ his, like, always has to be on edge. What if somebody's going to try to crucify him again? <laughs> That's the weirdest thing, too. Like, who writes a letter and says, I am becoming like christ in a way that is like i can control the world exactly people have heart attacks yeah what What? so okay jesus was a witch so (laughs) elizabeth's parents let her know real directly that they didn't care for don't approve of this relationship they thought he was full of himself and generally pessimistic well if they read his letters you would for sure know that that's a dream And he really bought into all of Elizabeth's drama, Mm -hmm. which only, like, fueled that fire. Right. And by this point, her parents were pretty much, like, had, like, over her drama. You were a lot. So, like, uh, I can just see her, like, stomping through the house. Oh, for sure. Even as a 20-something. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, when parents tell their teenage daughter that she can't date a person. They do exactly as they're told. She obediently agrees and breaks it off immediately. Yeah. And she's like, parents, will you find a boyfriend for me, please? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, this just made her hate her parents more. Of course. And she told Jens everything that her parents had said about him. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Did you date people in high school that your parents were like, heck no? One time. I did one time and um, they d- I brought him to the 4th of July like family thing and a lot of family was there. And, you know, we weren't, like, lovey-dovey all over each other. And I was pretty infatuated with him. Rodeo boy, just, like, great yeah. little country boy. Turns out he's a doctor now, so suck it, parents. <laughs> <laughs> suck it. Suck it, parents. My mom's probably listening going, Kara yell!" I had one boyfriend who, <laughs> to be fair, my parents, my mom actually knew stuff about him I didn't know. But when she told me, I was like, well, that's okay. It was not okay. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it that. It's not okay, but I was very like, "It's fine." And that, it anyway, fine. It immediately ended. And then there was another guy who, right when I first started high school, uh-huh. and I was a freshman, and he was a senior. And I was mostly just like, "Oh wow, this guy likes yeah. me." My brother drove home from college. I love didn't this. even come see and and went to college a couple hours. Away. Yeah, didn't even come by our house to see us. It was like a Friday night. He drove all the way from college and found, because there were always field parties because it's a farm town. Yeah. So he found the field party and he just like gets there, jumps out of his car, walks up to him and says, you, stay away from my sister. Turns around, gets back in his truck, drives back to college. (laughs) And we never even knew. I didn't know that had happened. My parents never knew he was in town. A friend of his who was at the party told us a while later that's amazing from my point of view this guy who'd been all like lovey-dovey hot and heavy like paying me a lot of attention was all of a sudden just like i don't even know her anymore (laughs) and i was like what happened (laughs) why would you talk to me let me just tell you i dodged a bullet there oh or or justin took care of that for me yeah all right amazing okay so her she told jen's all about how they didn't like him and of course jen's was super respectful and understanding and was like of what I'm going to reflect on myself how yeah. can I be a better person this is not Christ like mhm mm-hmm. that's not that's, oh. that's not actually how it happened oh. this Jesus, just made him so more smokes. angry okay. it did mm-hmm. oh on friday march 29th 1985 yens and elizabeth they're like we need to get out of town we need to get away from all this negativity this is too much. Mm-hmm. so they rented a gray chevette mm-hmm. and went to washington dc oh they rented a hotel room and went to the movies. They spent the next day wandering around the neighborhood and they went for a late lunch. Hmm. Um, and they headed back to school on Sunday. I'm like, no big deal. They just suck. They needed to get away. Yeah. Their life They just real needed stressful. a breather and they needed mm-hmm. to get away from all that negativity. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. uh uh-huh. T-Y. Curly, wavy hair. So it was a huge game changer for me. It dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny, which I noticed immediately. Mm -hmm. I didn't even need to straighten it afterwards. And usually I do because usually I have all those wild, like curls left over. The wind power on this thing is using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Menopausal and paramenopausal women, listen up. It's time to take control of your health and comfort and Winona is here to help. Winona is a telemedicine company for menopause care who believes that your symptoms are real, important, and deserve to be taken seriously. And for many women, this starts with hormone replacement therapy. Winona's HRT is made with plant-based, bioidentical hormones rather than synthetic ones, so it better aligns with your body to offer relief from hot flashes, weight gain, and other uncomfortable symptoms. 80% of women who use Winona find relief within just 90 days. So what are you waiting for? Get started today. Visit BuyWinona.com today to start your free visit. With free shipping and the ability to pause or cancel at any time, your path to wellness has zero obligations. Use code SPRING24 at BuyWinona.com for 25% off your first treatment plan. That's B-Y-W-I-N-O-N-A dot com for 25% off. Winona, menopause care made easy.
0: Weirdly, three days later, on Wednesday... Police contacted Elizabeth to let her know that her parents were dead. Derek Hasem's body was found near a doorway inside the home. Nancy's body was in the kitchen. Both had been stabbed. There were more than 50 stab wounds between them. Oh, my gosh. Their throats had been slashed, and they were nearly decapitated. Oh, my gosh. When police investigated, they found no sign of forced entry and no murder weapon. There was a lot of blood. I um, did. Both victims had ultimately bled to death, and there were footprints in the blood. Mm-hmm. One was from a tennis shoe, and another was from a socked foot. Oh. Derek and Nancy had, Oh, gross. I know. Oh, Like, soaked in. Ew. Derek and Nancy had blood alcohol levels of 0.22, which is pretty high. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of anything in Elizabeth's letters we can believe, but it does seem like they were drinkers. Right. There was a vodka bottle and a shot glass with fingerprints on it, and then there were four blood types found. The Haysom's blood, as well as two samples that didn't belong to them. Blood type B, which was found on a wet rag, hmm. and type O on a screen door and in the master suite. So, you know, it's 1980, whatever I just said, 485. Right. Yeah. So they didn't have all the DNA technology. They couldn't analyze right. the blood in the way that they can't now. Yeah. Based on what they saw at the crime scene, police came up with this theory. Derek and Nancy Haysom were murdered sometime between March 29th and March 31st. The killer or killers had shown up at their home, and it seems like they sat down at the table to have a meal with them, and that's where Derek was attacked, right there in the dining room. Oh, You could tell from the trail of blood and his bloody palm print on a chair that he had struggled with his killer, and he had been stabbed 36 times. Nancy had been attacked in the kitchen. She had also been stabbed somewhere around 14 or 15 times. Oh, my gosh. Her throat was cut, and she bled to death on the kitchen floor. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem like she made it out of the kitchen. Yeah. Then the murderer had wiped down the scene and washed off in the bathroom. Oh my gosh. People who heard about this were like, well, this has to be the work of a satanic cult. hmm Obviously. Yeah. There's Obviously. There's no other... No. It's, Satan's involved. It's the 80s, time. and that's what Witchcraft. happened. <laughs> yep. As someone hey, who voodoo magic. grew up in the 80s, this fear of, like, satanic stuff, that was All a the real time. thing. It, yeah. It's weird to think about mm-hmm. now, but I remember being, 80s and being like... 80s and early 90s. Yep. Yeah. So the idea that there were satanic cults and operation all over the place mm-hmm. and scary satanic churches in the woods and they were yeah. always carrying out human sacrifices. Like that was mm-hmm. a thing. It sounds crazy. It was a thing. Oh, no. Like Not you that, would drive by like woods and stuff and be like, oh, right. Is there yeah. some like creepy symbol? I remember any like building that was painted black. Yes. It'd be like, oh, that's a satanic church. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was no, just it a black yeah. building. When I say it was a thing, I don't mean that it was actually happening. I just mean the fear of it mm-hmm. was real. Right. When police questioned Elizabeth and Jens, they thought they were weird. They were like they're a little strange, but not like murder or strange. Right, they're, they're just focused, eccentric weird kids. Mm-hmm. As time went on though, suspicion around the couple began to grow. Police learned that the odometer on the Chevette that Jens and Elizabeth had rented that weekend had been driven around 669 miles. Which is 400 more miles than necessary for the trip from Charlottesville to DC and back. It did, however, match up with the mileage that would go from Charlottesville to DC to the Haysome home and back. Ooh. When they ask Elizabeth about this, she's like, oh no, we just got lost on the drive, which is a reasonable, yeah, you know. You don't have to prove they didn't. Yeah. yeah. In addition to that, The FBI had created a profile for the suspected murderer and said that the murderer was a female who knew the family. This actually led police to suspect the ex-fiancee of one of Elizabeth's half-brothers for a bit, because the rumor was that they had broken off their engagement because Derek and Nancy didn't like her. But then her brother was like, or the half-brother, he was like, that's not why we broke up. That's not it. Yeah. Anyway, it wasn't her. So police ask the couple for fingerprints, footprints, and blood samples. Footprints. But and they I mean, you know, you just so put this sock on and saturated in some liquid and then step on this paper. Yes. So they ask for this just to eliminate them, not because they right. suspect anything, obviously. Never. Obviously, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Elizabeth's like, yeah, okay, sure. But Jens is like, Mm-mm. I'm going to have to talk to the uh, German embassy and clear it with them first. Which, again, maybe that's true. Yeah. he is the son of a diplomat right and then Elizabeth and yen's like for no reason like no reason at all they just felt like leaving the country oh they I, just, just, we're I like, mean, we we didn't get far enough away this time we got a lot going on yeah and not because we killed anybody or anything don't know no, no, that's no, no, not no, why no, no. why would you even think that no. I mean don't make it weird don't, just don't we're just leaving the country no they didn't let police know they were leaving though the way police found out is one of Elizabeth's half brothers had come home and tried to find her, and then what he found was a letter instead. Oh, she loved leaving letters. Actually, Jens had written a letter. Oh, that he left for the two officers that were the detectives on the case. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the brother calls the officers, and he's like furious because he's like they're gone. And so the police come over, and he's like, "You my girlfriend of yeah." Well, this is the brother who's angry because they've disappeared. Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. totally, her half-brothers were like, yeah, yeah, she's she's, she's crazy. So, here's the letter. Dear Officers Reed and Gardner, mm-hmm. I assume that especially you, Mr. Gardner, will be very excited by now, which is why I hate to disappoint you. Well, that's not exactly true, in parentheses. <gasps> I suggest that you continue your investigation as before. Undoubtedly, you will find whom you're looking for. As for me, I am afraid... You must remain, as Officer Reed put it, only 99% sure of my innocence. From what Liz has told me of what you discovered at Loose Chippings, Loose Chippings is what they called the Haysome home. That was okay. the name that Nancy had given their home because okay. that's how wealthy they are. They name their homes. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I can only say that I am incapable of such a thing. I do not have many friends, but I think they will substantiate this and my long standing dissatisfaction with my life here. So. Elizabeth and Jens had taken separate travel itineraries, and then they met up in Paris. They traveled around for a while using fake names. Of course they did. And I guess in 1985, this made them practically invisible. Like, no one knew where they were. Right. Jens and Elizabeth became Tim and Julia Holt, a married Mm -hmm. Canadian couple that were students at the University of Kent. Oh. Mm -hmm. Apparently, at one point, they rented a room in someone else's home, and they would even use their fake names during sex. Calling out, like, Tim and Julia just in case anyone could hear them in the home. It's like, yeah, we are dead. What? <laughs> <Okay, right. laughs> so, here's the thing. With Elizabeth's parents dead, and with them living under fake names, they didn't have access to either of their family's money, money. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is, is that neither of them is going to, like, live like peasants, you know? Exactly. They don't go from this lavish life no. to nothing. And that's how they wound well, up. Well, and also, she's already done that. Oh, I've yeah. She's that. not doing it again. mm that's how they wound up committing check fraud in London, oh my God. because you know how it's a good idea when you're on the run because of being under suspicion for a really brutal murder. You use your family's check. To go to another country counts. and attract the attention of the police there yeah. yeah, start committing crimes and just see what else you can get away with. Yeah. When police question them about these, their questionable financial practices, they asked if they could search the flat that Elizabeth and Jens shared. And Elizabeth and Jens were like, Sure. When police searched the flat, they found Jens and Elizabeth's real IDs. If you're trying to run around with fake names, why are you even carrying the real IDs? Don't know. They just hid them at the flat. I guess they thought they'd be able to go home at some point. I think they thought this will blow over. (laughs) I'm like, it's not going to blow over? What are you talking about? So they found their real IDs, their passports, and their birth certificates. What? So now they know who they are. Yeah, It's the 80s, so that might not have meant much to them, except they also found letters that Elizabeth had written to Jens in which they discussed the murder of her parents. (laughs) This feels like the right time to remind you that both Elizabeth and Jens were, like, objectively intelligent people. (laughs) Like, remember how he's a Jefferson scholar? Yeah, real smart. They loved writing letters. So, Jens and Elizabeth were arrested in London, England for fraud after writing over $5,000, which oh would gosh. be today 11800 yeah. I just did that math in my head. <laughs> no, I didn't. In <laughs> um, fake checks, using false papers and lying to police. At this point, it's been over a year since the murders. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Police in London contact police back in Virginia, and Virginia police flew to London to talk to Elizabeth and Jens, Ooh. and Jens confesses to the murders of Derek and Nancy Hasem. Oh. So here's what he says. He said, I'm tired of being on the run. Yeah, he just (laughs) was like, okay. I mean, it wasn't like they walked in the door and he's like, I did it. Once they started questioning, he was like, okay, okay. I can't can't deny any of this. So around 8 p.m. on March 30th, 1985, Jens knocked on the door of Elizabeth's parents' house. They let him in. They were like, you know, it's a little strange for him to show up with Elizabeth. Yeah. But they offer him something to eat and drink and they sit and talk with him. Now, Derek, as we know, doesn't like Yens, and he mm-hmm. is pretty direct about it. He's like, look, I have a lot of hopes and dreams for my daughter, and you are not one of them. Right. So you can either stop seeing her, or I'm going to make sure you get dismissed <gasps> from the University of Virginia. Oh. Yeah. That's when Yens pulls a knife from his pocket and slashes Derek's throat. Nancy ran for the kitchen. There was a phone in there, so they think she was probably uh-huh. trying to call for help. But Yens attacked her before she could call anyone. He stabbed her over and over and she bled to death on the floor. Oh my gosh. In the meantime, Derek, who had, you know, his throat had been slashed, but he got back up to his feet and got into a struggle with Jens. But ultimately, Derek ended up like his wife, dead on the floor. Wow. Jens cleaned himself up and headed back to the hotel in DC to meet Elizabeth. Great news. Sweetheart, now we can be together. Yeah. He repeats this confession again for other investigators and even shows some scars on his fingers that he says are from the murders. So even though the letters between Elizabeth and Jens clearly said otherwise, right? In Jens' confession, Jens's confession, Jens's, mm-hmm. yeah, Jens he says Elizabeth had absolutely zero involvement or knowledge of his plan to murder her parents. He just takes the blame completely off of her and is like it was all me. Elizabeth didn't know that though. And so when she hears that Jens is talking to the police, she's like, "Okay, I guess I should confess too then." <gasps> and so she admitted to her part in the murders. And Jens is like, "I did it. A- Elizabeth knew nothing. She's completely innocent." Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth is like, "I did it. too. I helped plan the murder." Yeah, super intelligent. They're very intelligent. They planned this all out. <laughs> I mean, you've had a year I to. Know. I think they just thought they would decide what they were going to say. I don't think they ever thought they needed to plan for this. Oh my gosh. So Yens and Elizabeth both undergo psychiatric evaluations. Elizabeth is diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, also known as emotionally unstable personality disorder. Mm. There are lots of symptoms listed for BPD, but the most distinguishing symptoms are unstable and chaotic interpersonal relationships, extreme mood swings, and difficulty regulating strong emotional reactions. And dangerous or reckless behaviors are also correlated with oh. borderline personality disorder. Jens, on the other hand, is diagnosed with shared delusional disorder, also known as folia dur. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. There is yes. the connection that I mentioned at the beginning. So if that sounds familiar to you, it's because um, I talked about folia dur in my episode about the Trump family's stress yes. road trip. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, you I'm might do that thing. just because I go in more depth about what it is. But in short, it's a term used to describe when mental symptoms, particularly paranoid delusions, are transmitted from one person to another. It usually involves just two people, but it can extend to more. Um, so crazy. John Hamilton, a forensic psychologist who examined Jens, said it's possible that Jens's, Jens's, I don't know how you Jens. say it. Yeah, Dependent and immature personality traits made him particularly susceptible to Elizabeth's pathological lies. And predisposed him to act on them. Mm. So there's that. Mm. They head back to Virginia. Elizabeth pleads guilty to accessory to murder before the fact. She doesn't go to trial since she pleaded guilty. Right. And she was sentenced to 90 years in prison. That's okay. one 45-year sentence for each murder right. to be carried out uh, consecutively. Mm-hmm. She did have a mandatory release date in 2032, though. So it's like, we are sentencing you to 90 years, but you, we know you're not actually going to serve it. Right. But 2032 would have still been like 47 years. Mm-hmm. Jens, on the other hand, proclaimed his innocence and went to trial. And you're like, "But he confessed." Yes, yeah. it's true. The thing is, remember how Jens is the son of a German diplomat? Right. He says the only reason he confessed and taken all the blame off of Elizabeth was because he incorrectly assumed that he would have diplomatic immunity. So he gave a false confession. In order to protect her. Oh. So at this point, I stopped and I was like, what is diplomatic immunity? Right. Exactly. Like, yes. would he really get away with murder? Over right. It? Exactly. So let's pause for a second. Okay. As any of you are wondering this too. Basically, diplomatic immunity is a principle of international law that keeps foreign diplomats from criminal or civil prosecution if they break the law of the country that's hosting them. In some ways, this makes sense, right? Because, like, if you're in a country that you are not familiar with and you get a speeding ticket or- well you might not even know the law right so you wouldn't know that you're breaking it i get that right but on the other hand if you're a diplomat maybe part of your job should be acquainting yourself with the country exactly. that's going to be hosting yeah you. and besides that if something is illegal in your home country and in the host country mm-hmm. like shouldn't that matter because murder right. is illegal everywhere you all go. over the place i'm pretty yeah. sure i actually googled it to make sure because i was Did like you? what if it's like some weird thing where oh, somewhere yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And it's like, no, it's basically no everywhere. Yeah. There are different qualifications. Except for on those right. islands where people aren't allowed. Right. Yeah. But they, there's, they have their own. There's no law there, period. No. So <laughs> as it turns out, it doesn't matter. Uh, diplomatic immunity does basically mean you're not susceptible to criminal prosecution under the laws of the host country. However, here in the United States, diplomatic immunity only applies to ambassadors working in Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. So top-level ambassadors and their deputies can commit any crime, all the way up to murder, what? and they won't be prosecuted in the U.S. court. What? They also can't be arrested or forced to testify in trial. They can, however, be thrown out of the country, so they'd have to leave, but, like, at that point, like, you've already killed somebody, right? they're going to go back and be, what, heroes in their country? like what? Right. However... I wrote how however, ever. Ever. the diplomat's home country can waive the immunity. That's actually the only way diplomatic immunity can be waived. So, oh, okay. if the government of the diplomat's home country has decided, like to we can't waive deal it, with this, yeah, like they they only do that if the diplomat commits a serious crime that isn't related to their diplomatic role. Mm. But basically, the reason why Jens didn't have diplomatic immunity is because his dad while indeed a diplomat, was not an ambassador working in Washington, D.C., so it right. didn't apply. Right. Um, remember how smart he is, though. He's that Jefferson scholar. he really knew all about it. So back to Jens. He's gone back to Virginia, pleaded not guilty. At his trial, Elizabeth testified that she'd manipulated him into killing her parents because her parents were going to make her break up with him. However, he testified that Elizabeth had actually been the one who committed the murders, and then she persuaded him to confess because of the diplomatic immunity. Fun fact. (laughs) Jens' trial was the first major trial in Virginia history to be broadcast across the country. Oh. Jens is found guilty of the murders. Right. Obviously. Yeah. And received two life sentences. Okay. Jens and Elizabeth both go to prison in Virginia. And that sounds like the end of the story, but it is not. It is the end of part one. Hmm. So we're going to stop here, and then we're going to record the next one, which, like I said, Patreon, you can pick up as that's soon as possible. The rest of you will have to wait till Monday. There's more. There is more. And it is like, that's why I was surprised because I was like, well, here I'm done. And then I kept reading and I was like, what happened? So, I mean, again, you may think you have the full story, but you don't. You don't there You is so much more that happens. What? So that's the end of part one. I'll tell you what, another thing I've been meaning to do for the last two, two or three episodes is our shout outs for the Patreon. So do you want to do that real quick? Yeah. So remember, if you are on our Patreon and you are at the body of a goddess level or the Janice level, then part of your perks is getting a shout out on the show. Mm. So do you want to start there? Sure. Amy Michaels. McKenna Phelan. Mm -hmm. Ashley Hart. Faye Cooper. I love the name Faye. Mm -hmm. Missy. Um, Missy didn't give her last name, but she's one of my friends. Hi, Missy. Alexis Harnish. Alexis Force. Nice. Yeah. So don't forget, you guys, if you don't have your address in Patreon, we can't mail you your stickers. Yeah. If you move from one tier to another, even if you already got your stickers for your lower tier, I'm still going to send you the ones you get for your upper one. Yeah. So um, just, I don't know, just might want to make sure. And a few of you have purposely put in there that you don't want us to mail you anything. So if you are expecting something to be mailed to you and you haven't gotten it yet, right. number one, we are a little behind, but one thing you might do is just double check to make yeah. sure that
1: You're you've got your address
0: everything. in there and that yeah. you do want us to mail you things. Uh, so that's it. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Thanks so much. If you all um, have anything you want to tell us or find us or contact us in any way. Yeah. We've getting, we've been getting so many like cool local stories from you all. I, I really think. love all those local stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea that we might be able to actually help somebody. Yeah. And it's not just about, just getting the word story Mm -hmm. yeah so um all of our contact information and all the different ways that you can find us on the internet is in our show notes yep and we love you so much much. goodbye goodbye